Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Bronson Hill with us from Bronson Equity and the Mailbox Money Show. Bronson is down there in sunny California with a multifamily focus. I am super excited to have you here, Bronson. Thank you very much for hopping on. Hey, Gabe. Really excited to be here. I love the uh, Seattle to LA connection we made that you're in Seattle and I'm from Seattle. And uh, you know, I just love the Northwest and love talking about real estate. So it's going to be a great conversation, I'm sure. Yeah, man. You actually don't see uh, the reverse uh, migration there. People going from, you know, there's a huge influx of Californians into Seattle and there's not as many, you know, Seattleites going down to California. So yeah, love to have our representation down there. Yeah, exactly. I moved. It's been almost 20 years now. I came down in college and then just ended up staying. But uh, yeah, and then of course, according to uh, you know most of the U.S., California is responsible for about 80% of the world's problems, which I don't disagree. <laughs> There's a lot of political and other issues that come from California, just stuff. So uh, yeah, totally get it. well, you guys got the sun down there, so you're forgiven. We do. Yeah. All right. Well, I told you before we got on the show, we like to start with stories. Um, we like to hear kind of how people got to where they are today. I'm sure you got a good one. So why don't you take us back to the beginning and how'd you get started in real estate? Yeah. So it all began with a young boy and a dream. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It didn't actually begin that way. Um, no, I uh, <laughs> like to start in a funny way. Uh, I was a well-paid medical sales professional. So I right. worked in surgical sales. I would wear scrubs. I'd go into surgery. And I was getting paid, you know, $200,000 a year or more working 20, 30 hours a week. Um, And and I enjoyed what I did. Um, And my friends and family were like, you're crazy. Why would you ever want to leave this? And I was like, I just, I just want to create my own thing. I want to do something where I have control over my time. Because even at, you know, 30 hours a week, I wasn't able to travel what I wanted, go where I wanted to go. I had to be in the hospital or in the operating room. And, uh, you know, again, it was very interesting, but I just, I really wanted to try to way, find a way to get my time back. And so Warren Buffett has this quote and he says, unless you make, learn how to make money when you sleep, you'll work until you die. And so it's really the idea of, you know, I was still trading time for money, right? A lot of us, even if you get paid a lot, even the doctors I was working with, some of these guys were making over a million dollars a year and they were yet having to work 60, 80 hours a week. And I was seeing, man, that just doesn't seem like freedom to me. Freedom to me seems like you have freedom over your time. And so I started to look into ways to invest, found single family like a lot of people. And I, you know, just thought I'm going to do this. I had four or five houses, uh, wanted to get to 30 houses. And then uh, I realized it was a lot of work. And I had a, a cousin who I had kind of a chance uh, meeting with, and he was a multifamily guy. And he's like, it sounds like a lot of work. Why don't you do multifamily? And he, I said, I don't have the money. And he said, well, you can raise the money. And so he taught me about something called syndication, which is just simply a legal structure of how you put together deals for people. And you can either do it as a passive investor where you invest passively in deals. That's what we work with investors on, or you can do what I do and raise money. And fast forward now, we have uh, over 2000 apartment units, mostly in Jacksonville, Florida and Atlanta, Georgia. And we've raised about $30 million from retail investors. I was able to quit my great corporate job a little over a year ago. I haven't had any regrets. I've traveled six times internationally this year. And I just... uh, (laughs) 
love being able to have freedom over my time to create what I want to create and really work with uh, great individuals. Nice, man. I love it. You're really, uh, you know, you're really leaning into the travel thing six times in a year. That's, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times I, sp- I spoke at a mastermind in Cancun. I, I went for one of my causes I really believe in and I want to, uh, you know, part of the reason I'm trying to generate wealth is to try to end modern day human slavery in the world. So there's actually 20 to 40 million human slaves in the world today, which oh, people don't realize. And so I went to Guatemala that. and uh, yeah, it's actually more than there's ever been in the history of the world. So it's the second most powerful criminal organization in the world, $150 billion a year industry. Wow. So that's uh, I did a not big, know that. that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's in every city, even in the U S there's, there's a lot of human trafficking and different, you know, I can get into that, but uh, but yeah, and then just other times for vacation, I'm going to Patagonia in about uh, uh, about a month for a hiking trip for a week. So it's in Chile. So I'm really excited for that. So I'm just creating you know fun things to do. Very cool, man. I love it. Yeah, I've wanted to go down to Patagonia and uh, hike. What is it, what's that big mountain up there? That's in Argentina, not in uh, in Chile. But, okay. Um, love right. love the goals you got there, and uh, I like kind of the the trajectory of your story because you started in corporate. So many people out there, myself included. We were in corporate, we were making good money, but we just, it, there, it wasn't enough. We didn't, we wanted something more. We wanted more control. Um, and you were that same route, you 200,000, 20 to 30 hours a week. That's so much better than my corporate job. That's, that's great. <laughs> but you wanted more and you started in single family. You moved on to multifamily with that mentor. I love hearing people who come with, from, with a story that has a mentor because mentors are so, so crucial for the trajectory of your career. Um, so shout out to your cousin there. What was, uh, let's just go back to that period in your career. You had the few houses, you were doing that, the little bit of investing, and then you met your cousin. How did you transition um, from single family to men- multifamily? What was like the first couple of steps you took? Yeah. So I, when I first learned about it, I was like, this sounds really interesting. And of course, you know, having this cousin, I was like, okay, I've got a mentor here. And so he basically gave me some tips. I said, well, how can I get started? And he said, well, listen to this podcast, read this book, go to this event. Um, you know, so I just basically did everything he said. And so every book I was reading, I read a number of books on uh, real estate, on uh, apartments or syndication or commercial real estate. And a couple of them that said, hey, you know, you need to start a meetup because if you have a meetup, it allows you to connect with other local individuals and really help them kind of on the path. Um, and so I, I actually had been going to a real estate meetup in Pasadena, California, where I live for years. And so I approached the leader and I said, Hey, you have a, a, a meeting on real estate. What if we did one just on multifamily and I'll do all the work and you just show up. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. So we did it and we promoted the heck out of it. And we had 60 people at the first meeting. And so this was nice. already an established me. I mean, her meetings would typically have 40 or 50 people. So we, we had a pretty good turnout for the first meeting. And I met a guy at that first meeting who's like, Hey, I'd invest in one of your deals, and my ears perked up, and I was like, "Oh, like I don't even have a deal." And you're like, <laughs> "Well, it's, it's hold funny. on, I'll go get one." <laughs> but it's funny when you when you start a meetup, you're not an expert in the space necessarily, but you're a leader in the space, and people see that. And so he was drawn to that. And so I said, "Oh, let's get some coffee." So I showed him a sample deal of like this is what a deal would look like if I had a deal. And then he said, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. I'd invest 100K in something like that. So I said, oh, great. So then I introduced him to somebody else who's from that same meetup that I met who had a deal was looking for money. So I just became the connector of those two, right? Because if you want to do big deals, if you're doing single family, you can sometimes do it yourself, whatever. But bigger deals, when you need to raise money, it's either you have the deal or you have the money. And so you bring those two together, whether you have the deal and you're trying to find money or you're, you have money and you're trying to find the deal. It's just bringing those things together. So that's kind of how I got started. And then 
went to some events, started networking. And, and about six months later, I formed a partnership where uh, a guy who was a big influencer approached him, said, hey, what if we work together? I help raise money for you. And I started taking calls while doing my regular job. Uh, I took about you know fifteen to twenty calls a week, just you know with investors. Over the next eighteen months from that point, I had a thousand one-on-one phone calls with investors, a and thousand, together, wow, good job, a thousand calls. And me and this uh, you know guy that we I partnered with, we raised fifteen million dollars together. So that was nice, my kind of going from a hundred k starting a meetup to fifteen million, and that got me to uh, basically really got me going. And obviously the first. 30 or 50 calls, like, you know, what do I even say? How do I even talk to people But uh, about this? But then you kind of get a talk track going and it was, it was really, it's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. Nice, man. That That's, there's a couple things I want to pull out from, um, you know, everything you just said, because I think it's really important for people who are just getting started. Um, for one, you know, a lot of people when they get started, they're on in the single family track and they do everything themselves. When you get in the commercial things specialize. So there's so many different roles that you can try to fill. You, you know, you raise capital. There's people that go out source deals, people that get good at underwriting, people who get really good at operating. And so there's different roles that need to be filled. You don't need to do everything yourself. I like that you you figured out your own niche. You you moved forward with it. You found somebody who had a network that could kind of help you move deals along. Um, and then you did a thousand calls. You know, I when I got started, I would do a couple calls and call it good. And I'm like, oh, it's just it's just so hard. I didn't realize the volume that you need to do yeah. in order to really see traction. Um, mm. A thousand calls is it's no small feat. And so, congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah, what it, was? It, it, I was going to say was, that there, there were there were days. Real quick, I just want to share this. There were days that uh, you know I would take a day off from work from my other job. And I would do from seven in the morning till five p.m. and just do like twenty calls in a day or something on a Tuesday. Maybe I was on vacation, so I like had all these calls lined up, so I just had to do it. And it, it's a lot of the same kind of conversation. So now I, I do usually a few a day here or there, and I try to work them in. But now it's been about thirteen hundred. But yeah, you learn. Yeah, I still learn. I still learn on the way on how to communicate with folks and kind of help how to qualify them. And I'm sure you found like the first couple of calls you make, you're just stumbling around. You're just like, you're trying to figure out your script. You're trying to figure out what to say. Um, but it gets easier over time as you really refine, refine your, 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 your script, your speech, everything about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the beginning it's, it's like anything, you know, we, we don't know what we don't know. And so I think a few things I've learned in that, if, if people are interested in like, how do I talk to potential investors or my friends and family, um, I just, you just start to, you start having conversations. I mean, Hey, you know, can I tell you about what I'm working on? And you just have a conversation and then, uh, but when it's somebody on the phone who found you through a podcast or YouTube or something, um, one thing I, I do is I'll just start asking questions, you know, how do we get connected? And then I'll try to figure out who am I talking to? Am I talking to the person who's done 20 syndicated deals and they've been an investor and they're we're going to talk about cap reversion rates at exit or something really complex, or is it somebody who's like high net worth, like a physician who's never invested in anything but stocks and bonds, right? So it's being able to figure out who's on the phone. That's maybe a much more basic conversation about syndication. And there's kind of different goals for each you know, person you're talking to. So you know, as long as you just keep learning, you'll you'll learn along the way. And it's it, it's a lot of fun and, and it's challenging and it's interesting and all the above. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a it, it's a journey. You learn every step along the way. Um, so let's let's shift real quick here. I know you wrote a book called How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage. Um, right now, we are in kind of, I, it's not really unprecedented times. There's been inflation in the past, but unprecedented unprecedented for the past decade. How about that? Um, and so we're in a very inflationary period. So what 
for all the investors out there who are kind of worried about investing in in this time, in, interest rates are super high, inflation's really high. What advice can you give them for entering into this market? Yeah, so a lot of people are are seeing the pain of inflation at the pump. Um, actually, in California, where I live, gas is six dollars and sixty cents a gallon. Uh, it's more than twice the national average, so it's very high. And you know, there's other things, food prices, other things are coming up. And so I did write, I wrote this book called uh, "How to Use Inflation to Your Advantage." You can get it on my website for free, uh, BronsonEquity.com. But it talks about uh, basically how do you use uh, you know wise debt. You know, if you have, if you're able to take out long-term debt. Uh, that's below the rate of, rate of inflation. So if inflation is 8%, or some people would say it's 15 or 18%, depending on what figure you look at, if you're getting debt at 5 or 6% and you're buying a, a long-term asset, um, you're, you're basically borrowing at a rate below inflation and you're paying back with future dollars that are worth less. Also, you know these assets are going to be worth more because they've printed and created so much money and inflation is high. So um, I'm not saying a single family is an interesting investment because of because of the debt. The debt actually becomes the actual asset, but it's um, obviously the interest rates are up, you know, seven percent. They're getting higher, but um, there are examples of this. There are groups that are still. If you look around, there's some that are still lending super low. There's something called a personal line of credit. Um, I got maybe a year ago, and I, they're still actually advertising this in California and in Florida. But there is a, a bank that uh, loaned me a hundred k. Um, basically at a fixed rate of 2.75% for 10 years. And it's wow, interest that's only almost free money. Yeah. Interest only for the first two years. So I can, I know I can get, you know, 15% or higher in other investments. So it's an arbitrage, right? You're borrowing at a cheap rate. You put it into assets that you know, you get a higher amount with. There's obviously risk there. I'm not telling anybody, you know, you have to look at your own situation, your own sophistication, but that's one way. The thing I love about real estate I don't know you what you love about real estate as well, Gabe. Is that you know you buy a house, let's say just for you know an example. This is hard to find this particular house. Well, let's just say it's a hundred thousand uh, dollars. You put twenty percent down, uh, you know twenty thousand dollars, and the house appreciates uh, to one hundred twenty thousand. So it's gone up twenty percent. Well, you haven't just increased your money by twenty percent. You've doubled your money, right? Because of the leverage that's involved in buying the assets. That's why real estate is so attractive, even in this type of environment. So we love multifamily. I talk about multifamily there. I talk about some alternative things such as gold and silver, other real assets, because a lot of things that um, you know are actual physical real assets will continue to have value and they will hedge inflation uh, typically over the long term. So those are a couple strategies that uh, you'll find out in the book there. Perfect, man. I love it. All right. I just took a peek at the clock. We have gone through our 15 minutes. So it is time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's do it. It starts with books. I'm a big bookie, so give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. Um, so general life wisdom, my favorite book is Brené Brown's book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm. Um, I've read, you know, I read about 60 to 80 books a year. This book just t- it's not a big thing, it's maybe 150 pages, but it just talks about how do you enter into wholehearted living? How do you overcome uh, shame. How do you create, you know, people in your life, relationships that really people can be authentic, vulnerable, and supportive. So it's just it's an awesome book. Love that book. Um, the second book, if people have not read Rich Dad Poor Dad, that is a excellent book. It's kind of you know one on one for anybody who's interested in learning about real estate. The second one I actually liked even more, which is called Cash Flow Quadrant. So if people mm-hmm. have not read read Cash Flow Quadrant. Um, there, there's so many principles from that book that I use in my business today, and it just again teaches people how to actually become uh, passive investors where they can make money when they sleep. 
Nice. I love it. Uh, yeah, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. That was actually how I got into real estate, but I haven't read Cashflow Quadrant. I've heard it's good. Yeah. Next on your list, then I would say that's a good one. There you go. Going to Amazon. All right. Moving on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Bronson who, let's say he was just getting started as a medical sales rep, um, go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Um, I would say get started in real estate sooner, get, get take action. You know, I was, I remember going to meetups for probably six or seven years and not doing anything. I mean, literally just having, I had my one rental, but like single family, right? But I just didn't really do anything. And it wasn't until I started taking action that my life started to change. So Tony Robbins has this quote, he's like, it's in your moments of decision that your destiny is shaped. So when I said, Hey, in three years, I'm going to be out of my job. Like I'm going to replace my living expenses. And I did it. And it took less than three years. So like it's possible, but it kind of starts with making a decision and actually going for it. Nice. And you know, I feel like in real estate specifically, it's very easy to get stuck in that analysis paralysis because real estate is very analysis heavy and it kind of attracts the people who like to analyze things. Yeah. Um, so I feel a lot of us do get caught in that analysis paralysis. We wait however many years. I think I did my first flip 2014 and it wasn't until 2020 that I, that I really like broke out and, you know, did my own thing. So wow. that's, uh, that's to everybody who's listening. If you're just getting started, don't make our mistake. Just hit, you know, pull the trigger, get it done right now. You will not regret it when you're, uh, in your future self. All right, next question. This is the United States. It's a big place, a lot of opportunity out there, a lot of square miles to buy. So what is one metro you are most excited about investing in today? I'm I'm most excited about Jacksonville, Florida. We've got so much going on there. We've got 1,500 units there. We're working on a couple more things there now. And I love, the reason I love it is 20,000 new people are moving there every month. Um, and so there's incredible population growth. It's yeah, it's actually 1.5 million in the Metro area. And if people want to live in Florida, the cost, the average price of a house is 311,000. Um, it's about four times cheaper than where I live in Pasadena, but you get it, you have a better quality of life. And then the other thing I love is that we're buying stuff that's value add properties and we're paying a thousand dollars or excuse me, we're paying, um, you know, 160,000 per unit, but it's a thousand dollars a month for rent typically. We take over, but doing a six thousand dollars renovation brings the rent to about fifteen hundred and sixty dollars. So it's about a fifty six percent upside in the rent if we do that value add. So no matter what happens with interest rates, with uh, valuations, with any of this stuff, you know, interest rate caps, which is an expense that go into just if you have bridge debt on it, it, it's going to be great as long as we can do those renovations. So we're just so excited about the upside, the growth, uh, the phenomenal, just amazing area that it is. Nice man, you're a. There's a number of other people who've been on the show who really like Jacksonville. It's uh, it's yeah. it sounds like a really you know really solid metro out there. Um, that moves us to the next question. This is your Superman strength. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely give to this world. So, what is one thing that you are specifically good at? What's your Superman strength? Um, I'm really good at connecting with people. I think, you know, having 1300 calls with investors, like I just, I love being able to have conversations and connect and really trying to figure out what they need and helping them. And so I think, I think really good sales, uh, is not salesy, you know, it's not like a used car salesman. It's basically asking really good questions and trying to help people, even if it's not putting them in, into one of your deals, right. It's putting into something with a competitor that would really help them. So I think when you're just helpful to people, um, it shows up. So I think that's something that I'm, I'm good at. Nice. Love it. 
All right. Next question is mentors. You've already kind of touched on this earlier, but none of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one person in your life who has contributed the most to your career, your real estate career um, till today? Yeah. So it's interesting. I shared that story about starting a meetup. Well, uh, Christina Suter is her name. She's uh, co-leads the Pasadena feed up with me, the meetup in Pasadena with me. Um, I did kind of a, a small mentorship with her when I first started, but it really was kind of what got me to take action to, to, and you mentioned this kind of in what you were sharing that there are people we just think about and we get stuck in our heads, but somebody who just is not perfect at it and just takes action and they just keep learning. Um, you know, there's, there's a saying that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at first. Yeah. <laughs> and so if, if, if you just take action, you will figure it out. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you'll learn. And that's the process. It's amazing. So Christina has been awesome just to help me to do that. And obviously the resource over the years to uh, uh, just be able to have support and things I'm doing. Nice. Well, shout out to Christina. Um, that's a, that's a good quote. I think one of the like World War II generals or something like that said, um, what did he say? It was like imperfect action today is better than perfect action tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good quote. Good, good wisdom there. And this is second to last question. This is for tools. Tools form the backbone of every business. So what's one tool that you could not live without? Uh, I couldn't live without ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign is a, uh, a CRM or contact uh, management software. And so we have our, our list of 5,500 people, but it's, you know, it's how I communicate with my investors, how I do my weekly emails, how I announce stuff. And it just, it's got a lot of backend stuff that just makes life way easier. All right. Active campaign. That's a good one. That moves us to the very last question. This is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people want to reach out. What is the best way for them to do that? So I'm on uh, social media. I'm on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. Mostly if you uh, want to go to my website, like I mentioned, I've got that that ebook, how to use inflation to your advantage at bronsonequity.com. And I love connecting with folks, whether it's passive investors interested in growing their wealth uh, you know, without taking it more of their time, or it's people that are interested in growing uh, to starting to raise money or starting to do deals. And so I love talking to both. So. Perfect. All right. I'll put that URL in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out, just go ahead and click the little more in the, in the description. It'll pull down the full description in there. You can find Bronson's URLs. All right, Bronson, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. This has been a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. And it's always great to connect with uh, other great real estate people, especially folks that are in Seattle. So great to connect. <laughs> Go Huskies. Yeah. And for everybody else who's with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. 
So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.